You're listening to Make It Happen, a podcast for curious, big-hearted, purpose-driven creatives. I'm your host, Jen Carrington, and this is episode number nine. Welcome to the penultimate episode of season two. This season has been an absolute joy to work on and I am really super excited to share today's episode with you. I invited one of my absolutely favourite people on the internet, Trista Dedman, to come on the show and talk all about how our personal life affects our work, her approach to work and rest, and our thoughts on how we're approaching the online space in a quiet and intentional way. Trista is one of those awesome people who really just lives and creates by her values and we've been working together for the past six months now and even though I'm her coach I actually feel like I've grown so much from working with her too and being so inspired by her approach to her creative work and life. This is why I was so excited to get her on the show today and I really hope you enjoy this episode so let's jump in. Hi Trista welcome to the show. Thank you Jen I'm happy to be here thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. Me and Trista are actually, well, Trista's one of my clients, but more than that, Trista's, I class you as a very good friend. Um, well, <laughs> internet friend. We mm-hmm. haven't met in real life ever yet. <laughs> it's still real. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's still real. <laughs> and um, actually, I remember you wrote something once and I, I can't remember what you said, but it's how I feel about you kind of like, we're like, there's a decade between us and we're like on other sides of the world and we like, you have purple hair mm-hmm. and I'm just over here with my brown hair, but it's like, there's like, we're weirdly on the same level mentally, like, yeah. Like, like, like our souls are in the same place, if that makes sense. I like the way you say that. Yeah, that's why I was originally attracted um, to your work, because your writing was like, oh, I felt like you were writing specifically for me. And it's how I wanted to sound and how I wanted to get through to my people for sure. So, yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> and I had to have Trista on the show because like Trista to me, and I'll probably have said this already in the intro, but Trista has like a voice that I want people who are listening to the show to hear from because Trista has such interesting things to say and so I'm really excited to have her on the show today but for anyone who maybe doesn't know who Trista is yet do you kind of want to tell them who you are what you do a little bit more about you so they get a fuller picture sure um the the short answer to that is I'm a brand and web designer for I like to call them deep thinking creative weirdos but basically deep thinking creative entrepreneurs of any kind um I love to basically take people's vision and concepts and help them sort of form that into an online presence that is, you know, 100% them, very distinctive and it gets away from the pack, basically. That's kind of my, uh, my entire motto is always like, take whatever they inherently love to do. And I even say like they have to do like, because creativity is such that you can't it's not something like separate from you. It's something very um, inherent in our character. And so those people that are making things that are um, creative in any way and bringing that into the world, I basically help bridge that gap between you know, that creative world and the online digital world through uh, brand design, web design, and uh, web development. And also, I think, consult what would you call me I don't even know what to call myself like a coach like a brand therapist a brand therapist yeah (laughs) without the like (laughs) I don't have any letter credentials after that but yes (laughs) a guide actually I like to say so I basically like to give people guidance on um that entire process because it can be so I know because I've been doing it for a couple years now and it can just be so confusing as we both know there's so much information out there not all of it is written for us and by us I mean you know 
people that are self-possessed and you know very distinctive and very intelligent in their point of view and they just need to get get their things online get get their work out there and I basically help guide them through that process and design it for them yeah and it's awesome and you're based in Seattle though you've just moved there I have just moved here. I moved back here. Yeah, this is actually where yeah, you... I kind of came of age in my twenties, um, and I'm back here. Uh, I'm from Texas originally, though, from Houston, and I was just in Austin for a little while, and decided to come back and be with my friends and creative pack and around all my people <laughs> in this lovely, enchanting place again. And yeah, I'm super happy. <laughs> And that leads into one of the awesome things I wanted to talk to you about today, which is, do you remember we had a call like, like maybe like a month or two ago and we came, we kind of were playing around with the idea about um, how our business affects our personal life mm-hmm. and how we felt that just wasn't like, there wasn't really noise about that. And then I'm going to link to this in the show notes. You wrote a Medium post, maybe like a month ago, like about, well, you're probably going to the story all here now of what happened, <laughs> but it's a really great Medium post about kind of you went into like how personal life affects business and I know you so my personal life affects my business a lot for reasons really different to yours but I know you recently just gone through a season of how your personal life has affected your business which has been really interesting for me because I've kind of seen it from the outside and kind of like been like if you know what I mean so I don't know if do you want to share like what <clears throat> you know just like how your personal life has affected your business recently and what you've yeah. learned from that yeah. Oh my gosh. So transformation is really the only way I can put it. I think that's that was the the name of the article. Yeah. Help refresh my memory. What did I call it? Uh, breaking through <laughs> to the other side. How to survive your yeah. transition. Um, yeah. So I basically just had to get out what was going uh, going on in my life. I was um, kind of coming up, and you know, when you have a when you have your own business, you kind of go through or at least I do, it was winter and I was in this really introspective uh, place and so um, I was just exploring my mind, exploring the world and uh, just really looking, trying to see things, you know, as they are. Um, Getting back to a lot of uh, principles that um, I visited or uh, a lot of my interests that I was into in my 20s and it was just like feeling really good and powerful and it was all starting to connect and but I knew I wanted more and um, I knew that something, you know, was going to, something big had to happen for that change to actually come about. And it did, you know, the universe does that for you. <laughs> um, it tr- tries to balance those things out. So uh, my three year relationship ended um, in middle of January. And so I was kind of thrown into like, oh, every, your entire life, you know, is different. Like our, our normal is so like everyday and normal to us that we really don't always, I think we take it for granted a lot. Like when you have just that um, foundation or, or that, that home, that base, and then you kind of like work from there. Well, it's so different when you, oh, okay, I don't have my own space. I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't know, uh, you know, who I am really um, without the influence of my partner because it's been, you know, so long. Um so yeah, it's it's all worked out great. I mean, it's been a definitely a harrowing process. I mean, trying to trying to process certain very very strong de- and I'm a, I'm a Pisces, so I just have like really deep emotions and like ha- you have to write it and you know get through it as much as possible, like learn from them, but at the same time it's like, oh, you have to put on your um your analytical mind to 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 work during the day. So it it just took 
basically giving myself and what I talk about in the article, um, the advice for people is just to give yourself space and not force yourself. I'm sure we'll get on this topic uh, later, but just not force yourself into the hustle or into the work, the kind of intensity of work that is usually, you know, put a, put on us <laughs> or, you know, um, that, that people make you think you have to be operating at a certain level, like in order to be successful. So I basically just had to, like I said, give myself space, be kind to myself, take care of myself, um, ask for help when I needed it, uh, which is very difficult for me to do. And um, it was just a, a lovely, beautiful, like I said, intense process, but it's something that had to happen. And I knew that because in my, the situation that I was in, I wouldn't have been able to grow past where I already was. And, uh, so I knew the whole time that it was necessary, but, um, yeah, just dealing, dealing with, it, it was really interesting having a business at the same time. And it's like, you can't just tell your boss, Hey, I need an afternoon or like, Hey, this is going on. I need a minute. It's like, you just have to figure out where that balance is and organically, you know, for yourself, figure out, okay, I'm really on like in the morning and then around at the afternoon, I have to like, I, I have, you know, these certain feelings and I just have to go for a walk and I have to like stop and, you know, like I said, take care of myself. And, um, so just to, keeping a good balance of that, was really, really important. I mean, I think that's my, you know, the way that I live and do this whole thing every single day, but especially going through something intense like that. Um, I think it's all the more important to just maybe even not put your business aside, but just take care of what you need to take care of and then step away and focus on you because I don't think there's, I don't think there's enough people out there preaching that. And so I, I preach that like constantly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I remember when we were talking about it and it was the first time I kind of realized like, wow, like, okay, especially when you're running a business where your personal brand, and especially when you're running a business where it's your creativity. So like you said, like it's messy. It, there's no lines really between you and the business because it's all just you as a person. We really don't then give ourselves permission that, okay, if I'll, something's happening in our personal life, oh, wait, that's probably why we're not feeling it today. That's probably why we don't want to write 10 blog posts this week. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, and it was sad the thought of, because I don't know whether, I know I've been there when I really had to learn the hard way when my life is out of order, my business cannot work and my creativity cannot work and my best work cannot come to life. And I feel like... Um, I don't know, seeing you put yourself first and now on the other side of it is you have like, it's like you've come back to life, but in like a really like, your energy is different at the moment, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like Absolutely. you've got like all this energy. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of, um, yeah, just even just that simple like mindset of you are, it's okay. If your personal life does affect your business, like you are not a machine, you yeah. are not a superhero, yeah. breakups, health, anything is going to affect what's going on. And, and then just kind of like straddling all of that and dealing with it and yeah. just being like, okay, I'm in here. It's messy. I don't know if there's like, everything you said was perfect about how to deal with it. I think it's just like anyone listening right now, if they're like going through something awful and they're like, wait, I don't want to do this client project this week, or I can't write a blog post. It's like, 
if that's okay, if that's a situation and that they're know, in. And, you know, at the same time, I was really lucky because I did have, like, a deadline. I had a project that I had to work on. And it was actually really good because it took my mind away from my own it got me out of my head for a few hours a day at least and it was actually very therapeutic I just didn't like push myself like oh I have to write a blog post or oh, I have to do this or I need to be on social media like social media just see okay so the good thing out of all this that I was just going to touch on and something I've really been it has been like percolating in my mind lately is that I don't even like to call what I don't know if you saw um, my uh, email this week, but I kind of talked about that, um, is that I don't even like to call it a business or like have this duality around me and my business almost. It's, it's, it's really just like what we do and who are we helping. And, um, I think that a lot of problems come when we try to separate the two and it's very normal because that's how we've been conditioned to think about it is you have work and then you have your life or, you know, um, so I think that I'm I'm starting to shift my mindset away from like thinking about it as a separate thing. It is who you are. And I think that the more you express your skills and your your creativity and your love for whatever you do just through yourself and not think about it as a separate entity. I think you're going to be much more successful and much happier and just imbalanced. And so, yeah, obviously, when things are going on in your life, your your business is going to reflect that. Your online presence is going to reflect that. You know, your writing, your your craft, like whatever you're doing. And that's a really beautiful thing because that's what people really want. They don't want to do... I always say that. Like, people don't want to do business with an entity. They want to do business with people. And so, um, I mean, I'm... I like I said, I was attracted to your work because I could tell it was coming from you. Like you, you weren't doing some tactics. You weren't like you didn't take a course and then here's the whatever was spit out on the other side. Like your work came from your soul. Yeah, I mean, soul is a good way to put that. Um, so I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said um, this is like completely like tangent. You don't even have to like, but you said the thing like how when just doing client work for a couple of hours a day was like good for you. And it reminded me of a quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. And she's like, the best de- like work will always be a cure for depression. And I remember reading it and I was like, it's kind of true. Like as someone who lives with depression, <laughs> like w- w- being able to do something outside of myself and something that's bigger than just myself, it it is. It's wonderful. It's incredible. So, um, yeah. And and everything you just said then, I was like nodding along, and I was saying to myself, I was like, this is why you are Trista on the show. And then, I I think you hit on something like underneath all of that is um is to do your creative livelihood, which is like kind of what you call it, which I love, and that's that speaks true to me as well. Is is very intuitively instead of doing it very box like strategy has its place but it's like approaching your creative work in a more intuitive connected way than just this is a strategy that I think will work let's take the boxes but not actually feel connected to what I'm doing with all of this well yeah Jen and what is a strategy for so strategy is there for a certain result and so a lot of people want the result they want the numbers they want them they want something different than what you and I want what we want is that you know uh, fulfilling feeling from get earning our living off of just being giving our gifts to people like helping people and uh what we're just naturally inclined to do and 
I mean, that's how I've always, I think that's what I've been working towards my entire like adult life. <laughs> and you, if you, if you do, you, you um, look back to the things that you were doing when you were a kid, uh, if you were drawing, painting, reading, writing, or like acting things out or, you know, um, I think that getting back to that time before we started to be again, like conditioned to fit into a certain category, fit into a box, put all of that into, you know, a nice package. I think that's really what I hope more of us are going to start moving towards now that we have that option. I mean, anybody can freelance now. Like, we have so many opportunities, and it's just going to get better to basically just find a way to create um, a live to earn a living without having to give away, you know, the best parts of yourself or, or without having to like cover them up and make them only for the weekend or, or whatever. Um, I think that's really important and that's what I constantly try to get across to my clients and to my audience is that, you know, it's okay to not be into the hustle or the, the strategy and the, like that, that's great for those people that like the online business, you know, gurus or, or what have you that have, you know, tons of followers and I mean, that's the C, that's the way that the current goes. And so you don't want to be like just part of the flow of this, of that particular um, movement because then you're never going to be seen. So my goal usually is to, I don't know, traverse all of that and just get out of the water, get onto the bank, you know, like not even be part of that. And then you go your way <laughs> and, and uh, the, the right people, you know, will follow. So... And uh, I want to apologize to everybody, and Jen knows this, but I go off on tangents, and I speak, like, completely and abstractly, like, non-linear way, <laughs> so when I get to the end of a thought, I'm like, well, where was this starting? <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny, because I do that, but in more just, like, a like a scattered way. Like, I, I sometimes I think of myself as, like, a fish in the water, just, like, going around trying to find a way, yeah. but... I, I've always felt with you, like if you listen, I don't know I've grown so much just from getting to know you these past like what six months because you see the world totally different to how I do, and like I didn't even know what the hell Mercury in retrograde was before I met you. <laughs> yeah. And then you talk, and I'm like, and then I'm like, Trista, Mercury's in retrograde. I'm having a bad week. Yeah. Now I'm speaking, you're like, <laughs> but you touched on something perfect there, which is like the hustle, and oh, and then here's one of the biggest things that I have taken away from getting to know you is you without guilt or without letting guilt get in the way because we're humans we all feel guilt and unapologetically I'm really proud that I said that word fully <laughs> I would struggle with that usually um you take care of yourself and you rest and you don't you don't push yourself to breaking point to make your creative livelihood happen and you don't you don't you're not a martyr to the cause if you know what I mean like Elizabeth Gilbert would be so proud of you like you yeah, yeah. I mean why you, yeah. And it's, why and should we I don't it, what's like what's the point <laughs> but I it's it's incredible in this day and age where we are glorifying busy online and we are glorifying the hustle and we are glorifying 16 hour work weeks because apparently that's the only way you know to make progress and it's I don't know like you like walk your like you walk your talk but you have such a great relationship to rest and work like do you want to break that down a little bit because I think I don't know I have grown so much from just seeing how you approach your work in your life yeah I mean I've even, what was I doing? I don't know where it all started, but um, 
I've just always thought it's really important because I don't do any creative person will tell you you do not do your best work when you are frazzled and stressed out like you it's absolutely not possible and really it's not even the balance between between rest and work I, I really do have this concept uh, this is also has been going on in my mind a lot lately is that you're always working you know working to us like that that word and that that idea has been you know this this very specific hunched over the computer or whatever it may be but working to me is literally exploring being out in nature talking with you know stimulating friends and exploring concepts and ideas because that's what's going to bring you back to make even better work like that is the work basically the the work that we think about like hunched over the computer or what have you is just sort of like the output or the culmination of everything else that you do so when I say rest really what I mean is just kind of like living <laughs> I mean just living your I mean it's it's all your life it's all one thing right I mean that's I know that you're, Jen, you're not as, as woo-woo as I am, but you know that, that I'm like that. And basically the universe, I mean, everything is the same thing, essentially. And so when we start to separate and, and create duality around those things, I think that's when we run into problems because, it, you know, the things that we do and the things that we do when, we, when we're resting or when we're having fun or going through something hard, it's all life and it's all the same thing. And so the work that we really think about, the output, is just sort of the result of everything else that you do. So you can't, basically what I'm trying to get at is if you try to throw that off balance and you're just like output, output, output all the time. I actually wrote an article about that, didn't I? Uh, balancing the input and output. <laughs> so like taking time to have input time, like reading or you know doing whatever it is taking in art like whatever it is that just feeds you is you know just as important as the um, the actual like creation with your hands um, yeah the, the concept of rest and then if my mind is not working and I, I just can't do something one day just stop like take a rest day you know maybe you hit it hard the next day if you have um, you know deadlines or whatever I mean and I know that all these concepts are really, uh, I'll touch on that, are really difficult to sort of put into perspective when it's like, oh, well, my client is expecting me to have it this day or this is due on, on you know, next week or whatever. Um, I completely understand that. But at the same time, I think there's something to schedule it. Like, I don't know. I happen to be really good at time management. I don't, it's a, it's a weird weird thing for me to be and I don't expect everyone to you know have a, a a good handle on that but I really think it's a good practice to basically you know schedule out just a few hours of your day and get everything done that you like your tasks your administrative stuff just done in that block of time and I found uh, that you actually get more done because you're not just like you know waiting around like doing just busy work or filler you know stuff that actually stretches out because that's what we did at a job like we stretched out over eight hours you know basically only three to four hours of that was actual work if that so if you give yourself 
that focus block of time, you're like, okay, I only have this much time. You actually get more done. I found that out um, last year. I did a a little blog kind of photo project where I was doing a hike a day because we were staying in uh, Washington and Oregon at the time. And so I would do that. I was like, okay, I have the morning time, and that's it for you know actual working. And um, and then we would stop in the afternoon and go, you know, on these amazing hikes. And um, I actually found that I was extremely mentally, emotionally, physically just balanced and felt really great because, I mean, honestly, after the fifth hour of staring at a screen or reading something else or, like, trying to design something or looking at code, in my case, for that long, it's just exhausting and you don't get any, like, real quality thoughts or work done. You know what I mean? So it's just not worth it to me. And I don't feel bad. Yeah, and you said some... <laughs> I just don't feel yeah, bad. Yeah, and I... You're so, it's guilt, you have like a guilt-free creative life, which I love. And you said something really interesting that at the beginning you was like, I'm just good at time management. And that has brought me back to something that I've been thinking about a lot recently. So I like, I get my Medium articles to my inbox every day, you know, like Medium roundup of the day. And um, there's always like a 16 ways to be more productive on your commute to work or all these things tell people how to work harder. So I feel like right now the internet or the world is kind of obsessed with like how to work hard. Yeah. And like I, those articles bore me to tears and I was like, why does it bore me to tears? And I realized I've already proven to myself that I can work hard. I've already proven to myself that I can do this. And once you know innately within you, I can work hard, I can, I can take care of my own life, I can get this done, I can meet my deadlines, I can do everything I'm meant to do. You kind of then stop worrying about working hard because it's just what you do. You mm. just manage your time, you just take all the to-dos. And once you once you just make working hard just part of your everyday way, and, and by working hard, I don't mean eight hours right. in front of a screen. I mean just three hours in front of, like two hours in front of a screen, get it done. Yeah, being responsible and focusing on yeah. what you do. Yeah, and understanding how to tap into your your higher level I think is and everyone's higher level is like a different way like I it's so like I can get so much done in like a really concentrated period of time if I'm going to that higher place but I only can get there if I've taken care of myself so what I realized is once you just figure out that you can work hard and it comes naturally to you then you stop worrying about it so much and then you stop worrying about proving it to yourself so much and going through that and learning to trust that is now how I'm getting to a place where I am okay eight times out of 10 to rest without feeling guilty or if I'm decided choosing to rest or live or refill my tank in other ways if I start to feel guilty I can question it and the the voice that questions it wins the guilty voice because the Mm -hmm. guilty voice is actually not my voice that's society like that's something I've looked at from society and put into my brain if that makes sense right and I'm fighting back against it exactly and I hate that we have to fight against it and that's really what I try to work on I mean I'm I'm definitely into you know, Zen practice, meditation, like just remembering. I, I do write about that a lot because um, I think listening to your core self and being as sort of mentally autonomous as possible is extremely virtuous and very necessary if you're going to be doing something like this because we don't, I mean, we're entrepreneurs, so we don't have anyone creating the structure for us. We have to create our own structure. And I really think that, and we all do it. Whenever I started this, um, I totally read the articles. I totally read the productivity and the the business and, you know, because that's what you do. You research and that's what can be so confusing, especially for 
creatives when they're first starting out they know that there's this whole world they need to learn about and they you have to find your way somehow and what ends up happening is yeah just standard information overload and the tendency is to listen to all the outside advice and I think I, I preach that all the time is just don't listen to all the advice so basically find your three I say your top three influencers and that can be you know uh, people with you know really large audiences or people with really small audiences whose voice you just really relate to um, but keep it to I would say maximum three and don't sign up for every single newsletter don't you know read every single article you come across just find the sources that really speak to you and that really uh, is reflecting your own um, your own inner your own values and um, that's going to basically help you build your own sense of who you are what you're doing why you're doing it without cluttering it up you know with all of the noise out there and all of the voices and it, it really is too bad that you know we live in a in a time where there is just so much information that it is extremely overwhelming and you have to build that resolve in yourself to kind of deflect you know and and sift through and just really I, I just tell people I tell my audience all the time you know just really really work on yourself I'm I'm a huge self analyst so I don't expect everyone to be uh, you know that intense with it but I really think that spending time learning what is going to fuel your own livelihood and your own I mean just life in general is one of the most important steps when you're starting a business it's not all the tactics it's not all the strategy it's not the the deliverables it's basically I mean it's your why right I mean we all talk about you know Simon Sinek's amazing TED talk that I think everyone should watch like bam like if if you have an idea watch Simon Sinek isn't that how you say it Sinek Sinek you know what I'm talking about I'm sure. you know what I'm talking about right start with why where um yeah he talks about it's not the what it everyone thinks it's the what when you first come up with an idea but it's the why behind it that really propels you forward and really speaks to people speaks to your your clients your customers so um yeah, it's all about being being with yourself <laughs> and like understanding. I yourself. think. <laughs> yeah, I actually think like some of the most important work we should do as creative, both business owners or freelancers or entrepreneurs, is to develop our sense of self, to know what we believe, to know what we're after. I think the worst, not the worst, but the most. I don't know. The thing that I think will lead you to the least the least fulfilling and least impactful path is to come to the table and be like, this is what I want to achieve. Like, I want a business that will make me this much money, but you don't have a vision to fuel it. So instead what you do is you just try and build something on, on the noise of others. And, you know, you have to have a vision on a heart and a soul or you have to have something behind what you're doing that's big enough to keep you going. Because if all you want is the outcome, there's it's like you've not fed it enough for it to get you there like and that's that's what being an entrepreneur or business owner is it's having a vision like being a business owner isn't isn't the end point it's it's the it's that thing that's in your dna to solve problems and to it's the journey break the rules <laughs> yeah yeah and so i i really like i feel like this year like so much that i want to just say through this podcast is like telling people like 
develop your sense of self as a business owner and like you said like turn off the noise and just like put yourself at your core like who are you who are your free influencers because like, when you asked that I was because I, I this is something I encourage people to do too but then I was like who are my free influencers right now oh gosh um I know and they're kind of rotating I would say uh well of course Kathleen Shannon the amazing lovely uh host of being the being boss podcast and um designer at Braid Creative and uh you know what Carolyn Elliott has really influenced me <laughs> lately as you know I'm taking her thrill uh writing class and um she's amazing and and uh magical and is just divining the universe in ways that are you know incredible that I'm really learning from and uh she's totally coming from like left field like not at all in the online business world but just like figured out how to um manifest you know certain things in a more like magical way and um i would have to say you jen still i mean oh, yeah if, <laughs> i mean your writing is just uh, it, i mean incredible it's real it's um you know on a more quiet like soft level I don't really know how I would, I would put that otherwise but it's not screaming at Asia you Asia calls me mellow mellow yeah <laughs> like it's just nice. yeah. it's like very zen that's why I always liked about your site it's just very free-flowing and zen and um <laughs> yeah Oh, thank you. I don't know about you, because when you asked that, I was like, I, I love like whenever your emails come into my, even whenever I talk to you, this is why I watch you on the podcast. I was like, Trista gets it. Trista, Trista's like saying what I need to hear. But when you were saying that, I was like, even for me now, I wouldn't even say for me, it's like um, business blogs or business, you know, strategists mm -hmm. per se, who, who are like fueling me. Like I love at the moment creatives who are just sharing their truth and their story mm -hmm. without even giving me an advice like who are just telling me their life mm -hmm. that is what I'm growing from and that is where I'm finding myself in it more and I think I'm actually growing more from that because they're not making it easy for me because they're not actually telling me their story to help me they're just telling their right. story because they're a storyteller like there's no takeaway at the post it's just mm -hmm. they tell their truth and then it's like it's it feels I don't know that that that's what I realized when you said that I was like that's where I'm getting more clarity from and more just connection from is storytellers yeah I agree I've been um I mean with this whole transition of mine it it literally I and mean, that's how it affected my personal effect and my professional I just had to basically put it aside for now like um not my business, I've been working, you know, but I, I haven't been writing blog posts. I, I've been just kind of, I just sort of stepped away. Like I sent my first email to my list, you know, this week and that it's been months. Um, it like to give myself room to grow basically, but now it's sort of like, it's definitely pivoting. I'm trying to figure out what direction it's going to go. And that is one of them. It's almost like I'm getting really, really averse. Well, I know this, I'm getting extremely averse to any kind of like business talk or marketing talk or um you know that whole world basically and I almost want to it's like okay I've learned you know about that world and now I need to almost step completely sidestep or like step away from it in order to be you know the full version of whatever it is I'm I'm doing um so yeah, I, I'm. It's funny, like with marketing and advertising, you know how we're like completely averse to any kind of advertising. It's like you yeah. know it, like you can sense it. I'm almost getting it, it. I'm almost getting like that with 
my influencers too. It's like you have to not be in the online business world. Like it's kind of moving towards that for me to really listen to what you have to say because it's going to be different, right? It's all about being, oh, I hate the word authentic, but I'm going to say genuine. I usually say <laughs> genuine, you know, um, for me to really, really listen to you and for me to take you seriously. And I think that's where I'm moving to is to not be part of the pack and, um, yeah, just show up being who I, who I actually am. Yeah. And I love that you said that because it's something we've been talking about so much just between like the two of us is just how our energy and how our interests are changing in the online space and how that's not only affecting our, us as consumers of information, but also as creators of content, like, uh, the way we're approaching our online presence is so different to how we were a year ago and what we're being attracted to and what we're inspired and curious about. And we're, I feel like we're both taking steps back, but not just to be like, screw you, internet, but to be more like deeper. Like, you know that thing, like either you go wide or you go deep in your yeah, business. Yeah. And like, we're like going so deep into it and it's, yeah, no, I, <laughs> and it's not, it's not for everyone. And I, for example, work with like so many creatives who some people are like, like Asia, for example, who's been on the podcast and who Trista knows. She's got this big, incredible like energy and her brand is like, you know, she's on Snapchat, she's on Instagram, she's on all these things. Whereas for someone like me and Trista who are like, like friendly people, but more mellower people, like mm -hmm. we're never going to be the person, well, I'm never going to be the person like dancing on the table at the party. I don't know about you, Trista. Uh, but I've been known to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah no like yeah how in 20s in what is it it's the end of March 2016 how is your relationship with the internet and how you're feeling about online business I'm using my rabbit hands right mm -hmm. now like where are you feeling about that at the moment I am basically I think I'm I'm kind of stepping away from it um not the interaction like I'm definitely going to be there for you know, my people, my audience and, um, interact as much as I can, but I'm also, I'm almost not making it a part of my routine anymore. So a lot of times like your daily routine would be okay. Check in with, you know, social media or like show up and be helpful. And those are great things. But at the same time, I'm not feeling that that is what's really going to be best for myself or for the people that I want to serve because I don't want to get lost in the sea of it basically. Um, that's kind of how I'm viewing it right now. I'm in this new place. I'm around amazing friends and just, you know, Seattle is so unbelievably inspiring to me. It always has been. I mean, I, I came here when I was 19 and was just completely enchanted and just moved here without knowing anybody kind of thing. Like you can, you know, it, you can just walk down the street and it never fails to disappoint. Like you're going to see something like odd and, and crazy and weird and the natural beauty is just astounding and um, so I'm really into exploring my world and my life and my creativity. Um, I'm actually getting back into being creative in other ways uh, through other outlets and that's something that I honestly sort of put aside when I was growing my business because I mean you kind of have to sometimes you know you don't really have time for hobbies when you're um, obsessively trying to, you know, create a living out of nothing or, or not nothing, but you know, what you, what you're good at. Um, so I think, 
I want to basically explore um, within my own life and my own creativity so that I can report back to my people who are basically what I am, which are, you know, working creatives. Um, so I think that now that I've learned, you know, about the the tactics or the you know the things you need to do and that's great I'm gonna like stay you know tapped in as much as possible but I think it's much more important to step back and step away from again I mean that's what I've been talking about this whole time but like stepping away from <laughs> <laughs> from the sea of everything I think that you can just see better when you're outside of something than when you're trying to just go with it and be and hello hey me over here you know you can't really make an impact when you're just one of the crowd basically so trying to live my words yeah, and I think <laughs> I, I um I wrote a weekly letter about this like maybe a month or two ago like my mantra at the moment is like live it to give it like I have to live my life I have to live my creative life with a whole heart if I'm going to ever be able to be some form of resource of us to encourage them to do it themselves because that's what I want to do like I have to live my truth if I'm going to ever encourage other people to live their truth and I think um yeah the internet's a funny place I think it's easy it's I don't know it's I remember even like late last year I, think, I don't know if I shared this with you but like I was starting to feel like oh my god I should be creating e-courses you know coaching it's so stupid and then I was like no I love working with people on one-on-one I love my job and the really interesting thing about strategy even now just like looking back off the top of my head all the really cool things that have happened in my business both like financially personally like growth wise yeah, there's always been strategy fueling what I do, but the best things have come from a very creative, intuitive, kind of experimental place. So for me, when I'm, whenever I come to a crossroads with my business, whenever I'm, really whenever I'm making any kind of decision, strategy is not my jumping off point. Like my jumping off point is my, is my intuition and my vision. And then as and when strategy can help me achieve it, I try it out. But I don't know what this is like, I didn't know we'd be talking about this really, but like sometimes I worry a strategy has become a bit of like a, like a crutch for people. Like that it's just like, oh, there's this strategy and I'm going to follow it to a T and it will work. And then it doesn't usually work when you do that. And then people get burnt out. And it's, I don't know, like if anyone listening has done that, like maybe you've bought a ton of courses or you've followed like a lot of like blueprint style, like this is how to do online business and you're not actually getting the results you want. I feel like my biggest advice to you would be like, go back to your vision, go back to your intuition, like build something that's raw and real and rooted in something bigger than just formulas and quick first. fixes. Yeah. No, I agree because yeah. that's what, well, that's what selling is, right? That's what marketing is. They're selling this idea or this like perfectly packaged result. And it is a fallacy most of the time. What I've learned with courses, because I mean, even before I started taking Carolyn Elliott's um, Thrill writing course, which is amazing. It's so cool. But right before that, I was like, no, I shouldn't be doing another course. I was at that point. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do another course, blah, blah, blah. And really the way that I see it is I don't follow, again, it's like listening to yourself and like taking the information and but not necessarily following it to AT because everyone is different. Everyone's journey is different. Um, and if I do take a course or something like that now, it's, I don't totally immerse myself in it and I don't totally expect the exact results that, 
you know, they purport are going to happen. Because um, that is kind of setting yourself up for failure. I mean, because what are we being, you know, sold all the time? Like, oh, you're going to have this many clients and this many email subscribers and, you know, um, the whole the whole package. And if that doesn't happen, we get really down on ourselves and really guilty. And, oh, we think it's us and we did something wrong. And, well, no, I think you were just listening to someone else and not yourself. <laughs> so it's got to be like a good balance of both. And... I think that any course you do take or any kind of, again, any kind of information you do take in, just really, really vet the person and follow what they do. And, you know, if their writing and their content is really, really has helped you immensely already, if it's free, then yeah, go ahead and invest. But also keep, um, keep an ear to, you know, yourself and what your own values are, what your path is, um, and use it as a guide, not like a quick, what's the what's the phrase like <laughs> a golden ticket you know to wherever you're trying to get <laughs> no I love that I I knew this was going to be such a fun podcast and I feel like we've spoke about I don't know like I feel like the takeaway from anyone listening to this right now is just like do you listen to yourself don't let other people tell you how to exist in the world and, and um and seriously like go I'm gonna put all of Trista's stuff in the show notes but like go and check her stuff out because that will be a jumping off point for you to go through this kind of stuff even more so it's all going to be in the show notes definitely get on her email list it's incredible um but yeah I have three questions I ask everyone who comes on the show so the first one is what are you hoping to make happen in 2016 Mm, um I didn't think about this beforehand (laughs) I am hoping to bring all of this past, you know, this current transformation that I'm going through, I'm hoping to really hone that and have it culminate into, like, a very whole, full version of who I am and, like, really be able to show up for, and um, show up and collaborate and connect with so many different people in my life, online, what have you, that um, will make something bigger and better than, you know, just us individually are doing, if that makes sense. <laughs> I'm going to Burning Man this year, so I'm really excited. That's kind of like what I have in my head. Like, we're, you know, preparing, like, our costumes, and um, I'm getting into, like, I have a fashion design degree that I didn't really use, so I'm, like, having ideas for that again, of things to make, and... You know, so yeah, just like collaboration on a on a big scale that just enriches everyone involved. That's the long and the short of it. <laughs> I love, that's awesome. I, I love that. <laughs> and my second question is, anyone listening right now who's working hard to make really awesome things happen in their creative life, what would you be your advice to them? Listen to yourself. <laughs> I mean, really, it all, boil, it all boils down to that. <laughs> and I think like, you know what I've learned? make the right space to listen you cannot listen to yourself if you're watching 10 webinars a week and on every single email list and always scrolling through instagram and twitter those things are great in moderation but you cannot hear yourself if you if your head is too full of people's noise yeah make space don't don't take all the advice and listen to yourself and so anyone listening who's like this girl is awesome how can i get involved with what she does where can they find you online how can what do you want them to get involved with what you're up to oh just go to tristadedman.com pretty easy everything's there and it will all be in the show notes too yeah Trista this has been so fun thank you thank you Jen 
And there we have it, episode number nine of season two of the Make It Happen podcast. As always, you can dig into the show notes over at makeithappenpodcast.com and I would love to hear your thoughts on today's episode over on Twitter. You can find me at Jen underscore Carrington and I would love to connect with you there. Look out for the last episode of the season next week and there are still two mini episodes to look forward to as well. Until next time, I hope you have an awesome day ahead.